0: Tony, Brent, the day, the is, day is finally here. It's upon us. We are gonna see Thor Ragnarok after all of the. Oh my <laughs> God! They're really doing this with the Thor movie trailers and everything. Man, tell you
1: Here, I am. Uh, I'm quite excited. You I, I, I you know, I, th- I think we sort of feel similarly about the Thor films, like. You know, the first one not 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 bad by any means, but not spectacular. You I, know,
0: I, we disagree. Maybe, on fir- maybe, maybe. We disagree on the first one because oh, okay. I watched the fr- I like I watched I've been I told you last night that yeah you can't kind of go. I've been again. watching a lot of the MCU movies in the last couple of weeks, uh-huh. and I have finished just about. Like I think the only ones I'm lacking are Iron Man two, Ant Man, Doctor Strange, but like all the others i have. Well, and Iron Man three, which doesn't count, but. Uh-huh. I watched Iron Man and Thor back-to-back mm-hmm. in the last couple days, and I have to say that I, I, I like Thor every bit as much as I like the first Iron Man. Oh, wow. Okay. I really, really like yeah, the first but Maybe I should them. go back and give it another shot. I'm in the minority. Like I, like, I get, you know, like the criticism of the movie that the action is not all that compelling and, you know, maybe too much love story or like whatever people's hang-up with it is. Uh, I, I get that, but I, I really, really like it, but it could just be that I'm defective.
1: No, I I I remember enjoying it the first time through and but then like on later viewings it just felt a little I I don't know, like like there just wasn't enough there or something. And then and you know, I I, maybe it's one of those things where once you've seen, you know, Dark World it kind of then it's like Yeah, you know, and it kind of it's almost like like the Matrix effect, you know, where like the, right. it makes the second and third films pull the Worse. first one even down a little bit. Even though, you know, it's on its own, it's great, but it kind of weakens it with the performance of the others. But, you know, again, it's been a long time since I've watched it, so maybe I should do what you're doing and go back through them again. Cause
0: well, the thing is, I problems. liked it back then, too. Like, yeah. I really liked four back then. Um, the thing that I was struck by is how wide of the mark they were nailing the look. Uh, because the look of Thor is significantly different in the first movie as opposed to the Avengers. Yeah. And the look they established for him in the Avengers uh, has pretty much been the, the template moving forward. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I was I was a little taken aback when I saw, you know, just sort of like what they're doing with the beard. How they've got, you know, the hair is, it, it's it's sort of quaffed in such a way that it almost is a super mullet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh there's a lot of... I mean, like, the costume's pretty pretty similar. Yeah. But there's a lot of aspects of the look of the character that's that's pretty different. But um, anyway, uh, Thor the Dark World was on TV, I don't know, a couple nights ago, and I watched most of it. Not all of it, but mm-hmm. I watched most of it. And I would say I watched the important stuff. Uh, but um, I, I tell you what's kind of interesting to me about the Thor series is how much of the heavy lifting in the MCU, the Thor series, has done. I, As an example, I had completely forgotten about the fact that Hawkeye is first introduced in Thor.
1: That's and, true,
0: yeah. And, uh, like, I had totally forgotten about that until I'm watching it last night. I'm like, oh, yeah, they fucking yeah, introduced Barton yeah. right here, don't they? And uh, it's also, although this is not quite as much of a feat, but it's also the first movie where they have Phil Coulson cross over into another MCU property and begin, you know, sort of that process of, of gluing... together, the, yeah. You know, these
1: movies together, which... Well, and it's absolutely, the, you know, the, the sort of first reaching outside of Earth, you know, like it's... it's which, which that's a huge thing, because, I mean, that's... Well, yeah, and
0: the second one sets up Guardians. that The, you know, the tag scene in, yeah. in Dark World directly uh, ties into Guardians with the scene with the Collector. You know, we I were, think, Thor The Dark World 2 is also the first time that the Infinity Gems are mentioned. Yeah, I think you're probably right. When Odin, you know, when they discover the Ether is in, Natalie Portman, and Odin yeah. goes through that whole sort of explanation about these... It, it's, it's, and I guess maybe
1: it's tough, but like when I kind of think back and I look at like, like we were talking last night, and I think we, both I don't want to speak again because maybe I'll say this wrong, but I do yeah. think both of us kind of feel like the, the Captain America franchise has been probably the strongest Definitely. consistently, Definitely. you know, like, I think we were both kind of joking that I think we both sort of <laughs> were maybe the least... Excited about yes, it early on compared totally to, say, true. Iron Man and Thor.
0: I never read, well, I didn't read Thor all that much. I, I, mean, I didn't
1: either. I was uh, a little big, bit, you know, I wasn't in a crossover sort of sense. Right,
0: know. yeah, that was me. Like, I was never, like, I was a big fucking, like, Norse mythology snob, and I was, I kind of looked down my nose at your puny comic book version of Thor. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I never read Thor with great frequency, and I never read Captain America with great frequency. Again, mostly in Avengers books or crossovers or, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah. And, um, I, I mean, I could remember you and I talking about going to see Captain America, and it was, ironically, it was not too dissimilar from our, our attitude going into Ant-Man. Yeah. We're like, you know, I don't really care about Captain America, but, but you know, but MCU movies. I'm, so I'm we'll supporting go. The, the 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 franchise. Exactly. The series, whatever. I know. mean, that was really kind of what got us in the theater, and then ended up loving it. Yeah. And I watched the, I I've watched all three of the Cap films in the last week and they and, are I mean I think they are easily the strongest solo movies in every phase it is of a the MCU.
1: little unfair like we, we, we kind of said to other last night cuz this you know the winter soldier and and civil war both are practically like avengers <laughs> titles i mean <laughs> yeah, you know, they're, they they're
0: they're civil there's war so
1: especially. much so to some degree it it, <laughs> it might be just a mild bit unfair to to you know compare them equally but i right. yeah i do think you know if you watched 1 2 and 3 of iron man Not Thor, you know, not knowing yet. Although you know, this 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 could skew the tide greatly. You know what we're about to watch. I hope so. But um, you know, Cabbage has been so so solid, and you know, I don't know what it was. I remember, I do remember enjoying Thor. I just do remember feeling it. it Just it just lacked a little. It did not feel epic enough to me. that, That as again, kind of going into the fact that Thor is you know, an otherworldly character. You know, he's not, Yes. you know, an, an earthling who, you know, built a, a you know, uh, uh, wrote, you know, the protection around him, like, you know, like Iron Man. Like, he he's not a, a guy who got shot with, you know, super soldier serum and, and got strong. Like, he's, you know, I, and, and because of that, I just, I wanted it to be kind of on a more epic scale. Yeah. And I just felt like the first one kind of, didn't do enough right. of that for me, but admittedly, I do look back on it somewhat fondly. Dark world, much harsher. Like you know, to yeah. me, it's much more. Um, it's not like it's not bad in, in like Iron Man three kind of you know territory, no. No, but not it not does exactly. just feel very. You know, it's it's kind of probably more. Probably maybe more Age of Ultron kind of thing. Like it just, just not not particularly good. You know, it's it's
0: flat in places. Um, The thing that I was kind of thinking about is, you know, speaking to this Thor ought to be sort of like on a galactic scale kind of film. Mm -hmm. You know, and ironically, the excuse me, the first Thor film essentially takes place in a small town in. Yeah, you know the Southwest. Yeah, so, it's a,
1: almost like the antithesis of what you would you know. Okay, exactly. I mean, like
0: there's the scene where they go to Jotunheim and yeah, fight the Frost Giant at the beginning, but the rest of the movie is basically the, the in that small it. town. Yeah, absolutely. and so Thor: The Dark World, conversely, As does a... have a little bit more of that scale. But the thing that I don't think it the thing that the first movie has that I guess that I hone in on, I think the first movie has heart. Oh, it definitely does. It's got part that the second movie completely loses. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, that, that is a, that's a difficult quality to sort of quantify, but its absence is certainly felt in the second one. And this, I mean, this is true of a lot of Marvel movies. A lot of Marvel movies struggle with really good villains, yeah, but I especially think that the villains, uh, the, the the dark elves in Thor Two, are really really lackluster. They're, it's just it's, it, it's just
1: it's one of those things like it it almost, borderlines on feeling like filler, like just yes, hey we gotta you know, it, it's time for another Thor movie well, it, it, and it, we need to get this and this, going so let's let's just you know. Here's a story that will move us to the next point that we need to be at. You know? Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and I mean, the the thing about it is
1: like, and that might be being a little too harsh, but I mean, I, I, I do, I do think that's somewhat fair. The
0: thing is say. that Marvel has managed to do that sort of formula in other films and been relatively successful. Like, yeah, the Chita- like without Loki in the Avengers, the Chitari are, I mean, they're worthless. Yeah, they yeah. are nothing. I mean, like, yeah. the only the only thing in that film that gives you any sort of credible threat is Loki as your main bad guy, and you know, watching Tom Hiddleston chew scenery every chance he yeah, gets. Yeah. And it's a similar kind of thing in uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, like, the actual like, whatever, I can't remember like what they call themselves, but uh, Ronan the Accuser's yes, yeah. forces. It's, it's, like, those guys, nobody gives a shit about them yeah. as bad guys. They're not particularly scary. They are just cannon fodder. But Ronan the Accuser is an interesting, sort it's, of charismatic enough villain so, yeah. that you Kind of get into it, and that's the thing is like I think that they've done that sort of like lackluster army charismatic general formula, yeah, and they completely missed the mark in Thor: The Dark World because yeah. the character that Christopher Eccleston plays is I like I can't even remember the fucking character's name because he's so forgettable.
1: Yeah, it's it's almost like comically uh, cheesy. It's just I had an afterthought. Like it's yeah. just it's not um, this is not particularly good, you and know. it's it you know right. I I. I but, but you know, not to not to beat up too much on Thor in the Dark World. Like it's just, you know But
0: that's just, one of its problems. It, it really
1: is. And in, in uh, addition
0: to the problem that I think that um I think that, you know, they swapped directors midstream on that and I thought, Oh, I don't remember that. Well oh. originally it was I'm okay, now this is the story that I read and I'm I'm gonna admit that um I could be wrong about this, but my understanding—okay, what's the woman? Who's the woman who directed Wonder Woman? Patty Jenkins. Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. My understanding of the story is that Patty Jenkins is a friend of Natalie Portman's and was originally you know, going to direct right. Thor: The Dark World, and that and that Natalie Portman really uh, kind of signed on because of her. Well, yeah, she she there. tried to use whatever influence she had at Marvel to get her the job. Huh. And then for whatever reason Patty Jenkins could not do the film. I don't know if it was a scheduling conflict or whatever, but for some reason Patty Jenkins had to drop out and then they brought in I think his name is Alan Taylor who had worked on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I I cannot help but wonder if you know, coming into a project that had already been developed by somebody else with different tastes, sure, didn't kind of uh, skew it a little. Yeah, it didn't just sort of fuck things up from the offset. Well, oh, that's very possible. You know what? I think you are. Uh, you
1: know, I think that's almost exactly what I do. We're hearing now now that you now that you
0: reminded me. But whatever, just to finish the story though, but mm-hmm. whatever the reason, whatever the reason was, the article that I read, um, it made it seem as though like. If Marvel had just waited, like, if, if they could have delayed the film a little bit and made, and, like, got the schedules to work and they didn't, mm. and that that really pissed off Natalie Portman, which is why, why she's, she's not been not. in a Marvel movie since. Yeah, and I'm not know. about that, too. Because I, 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 I,
1: I genuinely liked her. I mean, you know, just, I oh, like Natalie Portman. I she's I, a great actress. I, I also just think I, I liked the, I liked the interaction between her and, uh, and Hemsworth, you know, I just thought, I, it, I thought they, they had a good.
0: I also really like her and uh, in, uh, fucking, uh, Tupolev's, Little Room in Tupolev's heart for with of Tupolev. Oh, uh, yeah, Fucking, yeah. uh, uh Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm like, Gregor! <laughs> Gregor fucked us, he's got the case. Anyway, um, I really like her, like, I think they've got a good sort of on-screen. hmm anyway. No,
1: I I do agree. It's like, you know, the one thing, we always kind of talk about how amazing it is that Marvel was managed to get these huge actors, or well, and and admittedly, I guess, maybe not even when they started, but like, you know, still kept these, these like, you know, people that had now kind of become world famous because of the roles they played, and keep bringing them together for these movies, but then, you know, think about it, it's not even just that. They continue to bring the the secondary actors, yes. you know, the supporting casts back and forth. You know, Stellan Skarsgård's character, you know, was in uh, Avengers.
0: You so know, he's and, been and in he's both been Avengers films. He's got a brief oh, that's right, that's in right. Right. at the very end. That's right. Yeah. So he's and actually that was one of the things I was thinking is like, is this going to be the first Thor movie that doesn't have Stellan Skarsgård yeah. slash Jane Foster? Like, will we? Yeah. Like, is Jane Foster going to be a surprise in the movie? Will she yeah, show that would up be that
1: would point? be kind of amazing. I did, um, I, I did. I mean, I don't. I don't Kind of spoiler, but like Lady Sif, um, yeah, Jamie Alexander. Like you know, she she there there was rumor of her. I think you know maybe playing the or being being a more critical role. But then when she was shooting something, so she couldn't be part of it either. Yeah, she's got the so, TV
0: series now. Yeah, so that's well, you gotta probably wonder. why Valkyrie uh, right became, exactly. Became the like role a, that it role. You know, it is that yeah. kind of disappoints me because I, I would love it if, of course, now maybe for the story, like it would not have worked. Who like, knows? Yeah, exactly. Know, maybe for the story, it needs to be a character we haven't seen before. Exactly. Yeah. But I love J.B. Alexander. I love her as Sif, and I would like to see more of. And I, you, know, you know, and that's that. not to
1: even say that maybe that still doesn't come back around. It's like who's who's this? Right. You know. Oh well. We, you know, you were busy last time,
0: so you know. You know, I mean, like yeah. it'd be
1: kind of some like kind of joke to play. You know that.
0: Um, and i I got to say that I always felt that, like the, they were sort of hinting at a love triangle between Thor, Sif, and Jane Foster that I don't feel like they ever tr- exploited.
1: Yeah, I don't think they had the chance to. Because, you know, she couldn't benefit. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I, I, I do.
0: I, I like a lot of that cast. Well, you and, know, um, th- that's the thing. Like, especially, it's not just the fact that Marvel... Because, I mean, let's face it, like, going into it... Robert Downey Jr. wasn't exactly an A-lister anymore, but, I mean, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was a big fucking name. And not just a big name, but Robert Downey Jr. was like, you know, this guy is an acting machine. Yeah. You know? Um,
1: And... But, you know, Chris Evans, not really so much. Hemsworth, not not really, you know... Not a big name. Not yet.
0: I mean, uh, Jeremy Renner was a bigger name than both of them. Scarlett Johansson, a bigger name yet again. Yeah. So... But like, if you look at the movie, if you look at the, the the cast that they put around them, you know, like in the first Iron Man with Terrence Howard, Gwyneth Paltrow, who's a big star, um, uh, fucking uh, Jeff Bridges, yeah, and then like in Thor, like actually probably Thor is the one that's got the sort of the least amount of star power. Although I don't know, you say that Natalie Portman and Anthony Hopkins both say, a lot yeah. of star power. Yeah, Captain America again, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Hugo Weaving, you know. They really did a good job of, you know, like, managing to plug in, like, really good talent. Oh, absolutely. And,
1: you you know,
0: a lot of people level.
1: that, you know, I mean, Idris Elba. Like, the first thing I oh, really yeah. kind of remember him for, like, I remember him afterwards in things like The Office and stuff like that. But, right. like, what I really kind of remember, you know, start taking notice of him for him was was in Thor, you know.
0: Um, it's So, I mean, Marvel's always done a tremendous job of casting, which is a great way to kind of segue into you know Thor Ragnarok continuing the tradition with i think you know Kate Blanchett as the big bad great idea Carl Carl Urbane. Carl Urbane. like I, I will watch Carl Urbane read the phone book. I don't give a shit yes. what the guy does. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. And speaking of guys who can read the phone book and charge me admission, Jeff Goldblum may be at the top of that fucking. Oh list. yeah. Very true. Very Dude, true. Like I saw somebody like on Twitter, oh, no, they were like, like, I God. give this that's movie.
1: A, John, Jonathan uh, Jonathan uh, 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 Mark Markson Markson. Yeah. That's he very like very interrupts himself. Name. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> very true. It's like some kind of like odd Jimmy Stewart, almost like you that's know, exactly
0: kind of. what it feels like. It almost feels like Jimmy. Stewart. <laughs> But but he's got a more sort of avant-garde sort of quality. To yes, him. yeah. But um, he's like, like he's in non-
1: wonderment by every syllable yes. that comes out of his mouth. It's that's very it's very interesting. Yes.
0: Did you see that? Are you were you the one that sent me that that YouTube video of him reading that guy's tweet?
1: Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't even know if. I'm... So, what is
0: it like? Somebody. somebody. Yeah, I mean, like basically what you're doing right there, but like he reads somebody's tweet and he's like analyzing their Twitter handle. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> you know he's like, oh, uh, lol. He's or, like, like r o f l. He's like, that must be one of those uh, internet acronyms that you kids like so much. Does anybody know what that stands for? You know.
1: That's <laughs> awesome.
0: And oh man, it was it was just gold. It was like a minute and a half of gold. Well, you know, I tell you. But too, anyway,
1: the 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 cast for this. Like it's 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 kind of interesting in one sense that I, I've always wondered, not being kind of in that industry, yeah. but like what is it like when you know it's the Thor movie? It's, it's your, your your Chris Hemsworth and you're the star of this film. And it's like oh yeah, by the way, Mark Ruffalo is going to be in this one, pretty much equal billing with with you in this, to some you know just right. to, to to degree. Like, is that? Do, do you? Is there part of you that's just like, man, come on, like this is supposed to be my my thing, like you know, yeah. or or is it just like, hey, who fuck cares? This is awesome, or you know what I mean? Like I just, <coughs> I, I sometimes wonder because you know, you've got to think like Iron Man 1, 2, 3, all centered around Damn Iron me. Man. Of course, now that, actually now that I'm thinking about Captain America, it is definitely focused around Cap, but the, you know the, there there really is some. Equal billing, you know, to some degree, going on uh, uh, in, in uh, at least in the,
0: the third one. Yeah, Downey, um, Downey's face was every bit as big on the poster. That's as that true. That,
1: that's, that's actually a very good point. I um, I don't know. Just it's kind of it's kind of interesting. And then I, I think maybe the best decision that has to do with this entire thing yeah. is the director. Like yeah. you know, they. I'm not sure how. James Gunn was tapped for Guardians, <laughs> but it's got to be—it's got to feel like it was the best that same kind of magic, ever. where it's just like, you know what? Um, here, here's a franchise. We want, we want it done, and you know, in the background, everybody's going like, "Why we the just, fuck are you doing?"
0: Like, we want your a magic, fucking Guardians. We want, Guardians of we the want a James Gunn feeling movie. Yeah, in the MCU. We you yeah. think you're a good match for this. Well, but you know, and, and, cause, you, remind me, what did he, what did he done prior to this? He'd done a bunch of horror movies. I mean, like, he did, uh, Slither. He did, um, what's that movie with, uh, well, he kind of did that superhero. What's that movie, that superhero movie with Rain Wilson from The Office? Oh. Is it called oh, Super?
1: I, Super, yeah, I think you're right, yeah.
0: I, he did that, I think. See, and I just, check, check me on that, cause I'm not, a, I'm not positive on that, but I'm thinking that he directed that. And, like, I just, I remember being very,
1: you know, like, and even, even to this day, like, I know him for Guardians of the Galaxy, but yeah. like,
0: um, but the, the the point is, he had not directed anything prior to this that would lead you to believe that he'd be an instant, The, pick. the perfect
1: fit for yeah. it. Like not not
0: not just like like, hey man, he might be
1: able to pull it off, but like, nah, I don't really, uh, yeah, super, he did do, super. yeah. Uh, I mean, like basically, oh, he did Scooby-Doo. I'm sorry. What am I thinking? He oh, come perfect.
0: on! Scooby-Doo was the bomb, Dick. Anyway.
1: Uh, but yeah, uh, Dawn of the Dead. That was the other one. I knew yeah. there was another that he had done. Oh, he did that. The Belco experiment. That was that one that had uh, fucking. Uh, the guy, <laughs> I can't remember his name. He's the guy. He's in the office. Is one of the two like guys that's firing people. Yeah. Um.
0: What what was it? You'd say you you do here <laughs> that guy. Um, you talk about uh see Tom. Uh, God, oh, what is, what is it? it? Is it something like, like oh, C. Riley? Right here. Yeah, that sounds like John right. C. Riley? No, it's not John no, C. No, it's R- not John C. Reilly. What is his fucking name? Here, yeah, i him right here, so I'll look it up. Uh, he's, been in, he's, he's been in a few Oliver Stone movies.
1: John C. McGinley.
0: John C. McGinley, yeah. That's it, yeah. Dude, that's a, that's a stupid cast, too. Michael Rooker. I love. Well, Rooker's been in everything that Guns has ever done.
1: Oh, has, he's okay, so yeah, they're like best it. friends.
0: It's but a, yeah. There's actually a really touching moment in the Guardians 2 commentary. Oh, yeah. Where Gunn is talking about how difficult it was to kill off Yondu. Mm. He was saying, like, on the one hand, I knew that that is what the story needed to have happen. On the other hand, I knew that I was killing off the character that Michael Rooker was playing, which means that I was locking myself into doing the third movie without Rooker. And Rooker is my best friend in the world, (laughs) and I've made every movie with him.
1: I mean, I guess there's still ways he could be in it. Like his long lost brother he, shows up, or he could play another character. He could be a ghost. Dude, he could be Rook, Rooker fucking. Rooker could
0: play the shark in Jaws. <laughs> Rooker can play anything. <laughs> I love the guy. But yeah, I, I,
1: just the fact that like someone at Marvel not only just said, okay, so like here's here's the here's the, the here's what happened, and like try to get your mind around that this actually occurred. Yeah. Hey, we've had some real success with these other huge Marvel properties. Let's do a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. <laughs> check, yep. check one for un- improbable things happening. Yep. There you go. The there's, there's Second thing is, that. hey, let's get a let's 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 uh, we need a director for this movie. Like you know, this one I think is going to be kind of a you know arguably a hard sell to some <laughs> of our audience. You know, so who should we go with? Let's go with a guy that like is is barely known at all. And like you know, hey, get that check check three. Yeah. And then like the third thing. Let's just let him have free reign. Like, let's basically make him just let him just make do
0: whatever he wants, cast whoever he wants. We don't give a damn.
1: And and I mean, it's still probably my favorite of the MCU. I mean, if you just take one one film, the First Guardians is just you know just so good.
0: And it's incredibly popular with people who aren't necessarily into. Yeah, the MCU or superhero movies or anything.
1: And this one, while not quite as improbable as that, but it's still it, you know it's, it's like, pretty hey, fucking let's, improbable. Let's take one of the you know big pillars of the the franchise and let's let's take it in a wildly different direction than the, the you know previous films. Let's give it to yet again another director who's you know didn't come hindsight twenty twenty. You know you kind of, people are kind of looking back at his stuff and saying you know hey you know he, he's he, he's perfect for this. But like you know. Initially, I, I really somebody had to look at that and say like, okay, you know what, let's take a chance. You know, and, the, and and again, I think I think he got pretty close to free reign to do what he wanted to, didn't he? Or, I mean, or at he least got,
0: he got to. I don't know, like I don't know how much he got to change. Like I don't I don't know how much like he had to get cleared to change. Yeah. But I mean, let's face it. Even even just based on the little bit that you and I have seen in the trailers, and we haven't watched all the trailers.
1: That's true. Yeah, we we kind of we kind of cut ourselves off a while. Even there. on
0: the little bit that we've seen, he is really really fucking with the formula. Yeah. As far as what makes a Thor movie. But good on him because I yeah. And I, that's the thing I think that I think that Marvel is smart enough to say, "Well, hey, listen. We've we've tried this sort of with our with with our vision of what we thought a Thor film was going to be, we've tried it a couple of times now. We haven't exactly hit a home run. Let's just get a fresh pair of eyes on it yeah. and see what they do. And that and that's the thing. I mean, I think that although Marvel has had, you know, dis- like the you know the first guy, whoever it was, that, you know the first guy that left Ant-Man, uh, you know, because they 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 couldn't agree yeah. on a direction or whatever. I mean, certainly there has been conflicts. I mean, you know, the fact that I mean, like Whedon has all but said that you know Marvel that Marvel micromanaged Age of Ultron to yeah, death. Yeah. It's not as though they've been perfect on this. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But they do have a pretty good track record for picking talent and saying we're investing in this person because we believe in them. Yeah. And then just letting them do their thing. I think more often than not they have done that. Oh, I, I definitely agree. And you know and I,
1: you 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 know we have definitely gushed over the Marvel formula and like, you know, how many things it does right. And, and it, yeah. it, admittedly though, there is a lot, there have been a lot of times where, you know, <laughs> they did maybe step in and make a change that, you know, again, kind of looking back, we, we kind of look at and say like, you know, well, you know, they, why, why didn't they just let, you know, Whedon do what he wanted to with, with Avis Ultron? That could have made it yeah. decent, whereas the way it was, it just wasn't great. You it know? wasn't great. And and I'm sure there's, you know, little, little decisions like that all the time, but, you know, the consistency is still really incredible, and uh, I, you know, I mean, I'm trying. I'm still even right now trying to manage my expectations because, like, I, I mean, you know, word is th- this is just amazing. Ten you know what out I mean? of so ten, like, gold ten like, Ten, fucking tan. Yeah. But uh, like the, uh, I-, I just, I can't. I can't wait to see. I just can't wait to experience this. Me this either. I feel so much like like ever since the very first trailer, my first instinct of this was like, you know what? And they finally kind of realized that I, I sort of feel like Marvel has kind of two sort of two sort of guiding forces. And it's kind of like the the sort of started by Iron Man, but Iron Man Thor Cap, Avenger feel and style of film and then like the Guardians kind of style and feel of film right and like I'm so glad because I feel like at some point somebody said you know really Thor should be more like Guardians like it yeah. should be more
0: it should be more bonkers bonkers and more just psychedelic out, out more of there. Crazy. and
1: I, I really think that that's what it looks like they've gone with after this and uh
0: that, that's the, that's my hope. I mean, my hope is that this movie feels as psychedelic as the trailers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like I hope the movie has just that completely, like you know, like cocaine fueled <laughs> bender yeah. kind of. feel. I, I mean, like on like, you talk about like talking with you know, getting picked to direct this. Mm-hmm. I imagine, you know, like a bunch of the big wins at Marvel, like going, like like sitting down in a screening room with, you know, like a kilo of cocaine. <laughs> doing all of it and then watching what we do in the shadows and then coming away from that and going yep he's the guy That's it. just do that With. I just I would I would love to have I would love to have been in the room for that and had some of that had some of that uh, white powder anyway um, <laughs> but the point is that um, I I still can hardly wrap my head around you know like where things have have kind of gotten to here mm-hmm. but uh, I am Exceedingly excited! All right, now we've we've got a few more minutes before we uh, before we hit the theater, and with those few minutes, I want to talk about something else that is exceptionally exciting. Okay, and that is a story that broke. Oh God, yeah! I hadn't even heard
1: this, and you you, you
0: you broke it to me. I think I think this I think this hit yesterday, Monday, I want to say. Anyway, the point is CNBC. I believe originally were the ones who reported that Disney and 21st Century Fox have held talks for Disney to acquire Fox's motion picture business, essentially. And that... Which... (laughs) Just, like, hold on a second and let that (laughs) fucking sink in for a minute. And all of the implications. Some of the implications would be... Well, so, like, the
1: the very first thing that I... I thought, because it just didn't even hit me, the first thing, of course, is... Mutants, you know the X Men. Yeah, the you know like it, it just in any property, fan, you know Fantastic Four to a lesser degree because I'll just be honest, I was never as interested in the Fantastic Four. But to be fair, how many times has Marvel taken a character that I wasn't super interested in? Captain America. Made, yep, Captain America, Thor. Like a lot of characters that I just was not, and I shouldn't even say wasn't. Fucking Ant Man wasn't ones that I followed and turned them into things I really love. Yeah. So like. But, I, you know, so but first thing is just like, oh, we're going to get fucking X-Men. And then it's like, oh, wait, oh, shit, we'll get Fantastic Four. And then you reminded me so that I wasn't even thinking of, which was the connection to Star Wars. Yeah. Because I, I always kind of forget that that Lucasfilm doesn't really truly own all the rights to A New
0: Hope. Uh, 20th but, Century Fox owns New Hope, block, Stock, and Barrel. Yeah. And they still have the distribution rights on the other five until... I can't remember. I, I want to say it's like 2020. I mean, like, sometime, I think, I think in the next maybe five years or something like that, I yeah. read sometime that the, the rights were supposed to revert. Mm. But for the time being, you know, if Disney wanted to do anything with Star Wars, they would have to partner with Fox to do it. So right there, and those are the two biggest moneymakers that Disney has at the moment. <laughs> so right there, they gain a huge, a huge, huge win. In that they can kind of complete these properties that they already have, impartial mm-hmm. uh, or in part, they can bring everything under their own roof.
1: Well, yeah, and that's just the thing is is I've I've been quite impressed with what uh, twenty century twenty Fo- first century Fox has done recently with the yeah. X Men. And to be fair, originally I I I, I you know, the first was 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 okay for me. X two. I still feel like is, 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 is a quality movie yeah um, Logan was amazing you amazing. know but I I do feel like there is this kind of like they just don't have the same vision that Marvel has and and you know no, has for this for, for, for this whole thing and so they if don't. they could get if they could pull that in, and then you know, and that's kind of just you know, I remember not too many like what two less than two years ago. When was it we first found out about Spider-Man?
0: It wasn't that long ago.
1: And, and I really remember thinking like, okay, so this just sucks because we'll never you know we're never gonna get Spider-Man. Basically, we're never gonna get X-Men in with these movies. Like you know, it's it's just there's just no way it's gonna happen. These studios are are way too um, they're just they're just not gonna be able to work this kind of thing out. And if they do, it'll be. You know, like I think at the time, it was like you know the rights revert back to him, like you know whatever twenty thirty or some crazy time, like way down in the future. Right. And um, but then, you know, it's just then out of nowhere, we got this this huge announcement that you know Sony and Marvel are working together on the next the next uh, Spider Man, and it was something I never thought I would hear happening. Yep. And then not and much later, we get the we get the same thing again. Uh, you know, just just maybe. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's very true. Maybe. The same chance uh, it's to happen.
0: I I cannot like I I was almost giddy with excitement over it. Just the th- the thought of the thought of Marvel Studios finally getting the X Men property back and Fantastic Four having like that entire roster of characters available to them now to do with as they well, please. You
1: know, you think like a lot of the things that they've had to do. Like you know, in in fairness, they've they've covered for it pretty well, but there's still like you know the reason we had the Chitauri was because because they don't have the scrolls. They don't have the scrolls, and and because it's part of the the Fantastic Four property. Yep. And um, I feel like there was something else. Wasn't there a character? I feel like there was something else that might have had to do with like when they when they ended up bringing in Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Like there was some kind of thing. Like I think they. They were gonna bring there. They they kind of argued over like, well, who has really has the rights to them, kind of thing. Yeah, you know?
0: somehow Scarlet Witch, uh, Quicksilver, and a couple of other characters like were kind of overlap. Yeah, yeah. Somehow they kind of fell through the cracks. I think that I th- that's why I mean, we got the different yeah you know, embodiments of them. The, but I mean, like this would be almost everything except for I think the only things that Marvel wouldn't own outright. Would um, would be Spider-Man. They would still be partnering with Sony mm-hmm. uh, for Spider-Man, Incredible Hulk, which is still at Universal. But uh, in but any you, case, you,
1: you just you gotta think to some degree, like you know.
0: But the thing is, they were never gonna get the like. My understanding is that 20th Century Fox had the rights to X-Men in perpetuity. oh Okay, so it I don't wasn't think they like were a... ever gonna get those back. But, again, like, I don't know that. That's what somebody on the internet said yeah. may or may not be right. Yeah. Is this bus dragging this Jeep behind it? It is, yeah. That's interesting. Okay. So, anyway, but... Um, and
1: it's also going into, like, a parking lot, which it's probably not going to work out well for it.
0: So, I'm, overall, I'm, like, 99% ecstatic at the thought that Marvel Studios will gain access to the X-Men and Fantastic Four properties. Yeah. Yeah. The only, and this is the only negative that I have thought of thus far... ...is I don't know if Marvel Studios, much less Disney, has it in them to let the Deadpool movies be the Deadpool movies. Ooh. That is the only negative I have thought of so far.
1: You know, I... I don't know. I... Part of me kind of thinks that they... Are willing to go with what works, right? And the one thing you have to, you know, like
0: <coughs> the Deadpool movie. The work. Deadpool
1: movie works exactly the way it should. You know, yeah. what I mean, like it is exactly what that franchise is. It needs to be. Man, that that's actually that is kind of a concern. Although, I man, I don't know. I I would be so surprised if they. Drastically interfered with something like that, but you know, I, maybe, maybe they do. You know? I don't know.
0: Well, let's go watch Thor: Ragnarok and, and forget these problems. <laughs>
1: God, first, more <world> problems. <laughs>